You were listening to the Green College Lecture Series, sponsored by CITR 101.9 FM. You can also download the podcast at www.citr.ca. For details on upcoming lectures and other free public events at Green College, visit www.greencollege.ubc.ca and click on the events calendar. Tune in next week to hear more from the Green College Lecture Series. Let's talk about food and music, eating and grooving, munching and moving, forking and spooning, listening to tunes, yeah, dinner's on soon, and to get ready for, ready for, peanut butter and jams. You're listening to Peanut Butter and Jams with host Brenda and Jordy on CITR 101.9. Exploring local music and local food. Tune in to learn about the best eats and tunes from your neighborhood. And a weekly pairing for your date calendar. Warning, the endorsements and criticism expressed during the show are the opinions of the host, unless clearly identified as advertising. Put in your earbuds and fire up your taste buds. It's peanut butter and jams. Good evening, everyone. You are listening to Peanut Butter and Jams with me, Jordy, and... Brenda. Hello. Hello. What have we got planned for this show, Brenda? Well, it's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a guest coming in, Seth Geske, to talk about International Pupusa Day. Very exciting. What day was that? Um, I actually don't know. We're going to have to ask him. Okay. Well, he'll, he'll be able to explain it to us then, um, which uh, will be pretty exciting. Yeah. I, I'm a, I, I, my understanding of pupusas is that they are somewhere between a taco and a pancake. Mm -hmm. Well, they're not really taco at all. They're more like a pancake. You're going to have to... I, I'm going to wait till Seth shows up to really okay. get into this. To but get into I, the I think nitty. you're wrong. Oh, I've made them before. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll see. We'll talk about that later in the show. And then uh, Jordy got to go to the Hopscotch Festival. We heard a bit about that with the organizer, Adam, last mm. week. Yeah. And uh, we, me and Darcy Broach, my girlfriend, and... Um, and my friend Alex, a, our resident beer expert, uh, all went to the festival. So those are the food, two food items on the agenda for today, and then we'll be playing some music. Yes. Um, this song is dedicated to Seth, who is in theory on his way. I'll pick this up and check this out.
and that was Taz 1000. Though we did play it kind of as a joke, because Seth is running late. Um, but that uh, Taz 1000, if you haven't heard of them, have a fairly interesting story. It's a one-off band. Um, uh, so, uh, do you happen to see the name of the artist? The Yeah, there's a bunch of musicians on here. John Leo Rogers, Scott Alexander... Alexander Howard, Matthew Stephen Crisco, and Cassidy Robert Gordon Pickin. I'm not sure which one of them, but one of them was at a garage sale and uh, bought himself a new uh, answering machine. New to him answering machine, but it was one of the really old answering machines that still had um, the tapes to record messages on. And he bought it and he took it home and then he found that the people who were selling it had not sold or had not erased their messages before selling him the answering machine. And then he made uh, an entire album with like r- taking samples from all the vocals. All the vocal samples in the album are from that that answering machine message. So what you heard was actually the, an answering machine message that had been left for the previous owner of the answering machine, Marta. Marta, mm-hmm. yes. And reading the other song titles, uh, you can only imagine the type of answering mes- messages left on the machine. Others are called Business Card Ad, Science and Technology, I Am Truly Fully Licensed Hairstylist, and Protein Shoes. Protein Shoes is a really good one, too. Really? Yes. Uh, this was... I, I discovered this when it was placed on the Discorder uh, top Top bands. 50 bands of the decade. Yes. And uh, it had been it had been put on because there was a few people uh, who were helping curate the list who loved this uh, this, and they rated it like really really highly. So it ended up on fairly close to the bottom of the list, but still high enough that it ended up uh, being listed uh, in the top fifty. And it was the only band in the top fifty that I'd never heard of. And I so I went out and listened to it, and it's it's such a cool album. It's one of my favorite uh, Vancouver. Let's play one more track now. Do you want to hear another one? Yeah, let's play Protein Shoes. Okay, okay. It's track three. All right. Proteins shoes, you took a pair of 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 proteins shoes. So we need to get the shoes back. You'll give me the money for the shoes. So we need to get the shoes back. You'll give me the money for the shoes. So we need to get the shoes back. He'll give me the money for the shoes. So we need to get the shoes back. He'll give me the money for the shoes. Marta, Marta, you took a pair of protein shoes. 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 So we need to get the shoes back. He'll give me the money for the shoes. So we need to get the shoes back. He'll give me the money for the shoes. So we need to get the shoes back. He'll give me the money for the shoes. So we need to get the shoes back. He'll give me the money for the shoes. 
Martha, Martha, you took a pair of protein shoes. 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 Message from Marta. This is a 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 message from Marta. So we need to get the shoes back. He'll give me the money for the shoes. So we need to get the shoes back. He'll give me the money for the shoes. So we need to get the shoes back. He'll give me the money for the shoes. Marta, 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 Marta. This is a message from Marta. It's Jane Brooks calling. Marta, you took a pair of protein shoes over to the warehouse, I think. Um, and Ian Forsyth was actually buying that pair. So we need to get the shoes back to Ian, and then when we do that, he'll give me the money for the shoes. So if you can look after that sometime, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. It's Jane Brooks calling. Marta, 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 Marta. You took a pair of protein shoes over to the warehouse, to the warehouse, to the warehouse, to the warehouse, I think. Um, um, and Ian, over to the warehouse, I think. You took a pair of protein shoes. 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 And we're back. Um, that was protein shoes. Uh, although we were thinking about it and we don't know what protein shoes are. So we did a search for protein shoes on the internet and nothing comes up. Except for Taz 1000. Except for this song. So I suspect that she must have been mis misspoke when she said protein shoes. But if you can figure it out, if you please can figure call it out, in. Yeah, let us know what, what protein shoes are. Um, but we're going to now play a little bit of an excerpt or an interview that I did with uh, Alex and Darcy about the Hopscotch Festival. Um, I, tr I did try to, uh, I had gone, gone intending to interview people there, but I couldn't because it sounded like this. So it was very loud and busy, and uh, I couldn't actually interview anyone there. Um, but I did, uh, after the fact, the three of us sat down at uh, my place and discussed what we thought of the Hopscotch Festival. So I will play that for you now, and uh, when we get back, uh, we can talk to Seth about pupusas. Hi, everybody. It's Jordy here uh, with uh, Darcy. Hi. And Alex. Hi. And we all went to the Hopscotch Festival mm -hmm. on uh, last Friday, and now we are going to talk about it. What did you guys think of the Hopscotch Festival in general? Like, how would you describe it to someone who, a very, who might ask you about it? A very large meeting of a lot of people who uh, 
we're uh, just looking to try a bunch of different types of I guess a lot more spirits than beer, but beer and spirits together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a big, big space. Lots of vendors. Uh, a lot of people. Just kind of. A like, lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was at the Peony Forum, so they could fit a lot of people into it. Yeah, and you just basically walk around and try a bunch of different drinks. So, what was the best thing about it? What did you like? I liked the opportunity to try so many different things that I would probably never get to try mm -hmm. in any other context. Yeah, they, they brought in a lot of stuff from out of town that you can't even buy in Vancouver. That was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I liked that about the beers. There was a lot of beers that uh, now I'm going to have to travel to the U.S. to bring back probably <laughs> because mm -hmm. they don't even have them here, but uh, that was a lot of fun. And then, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I certainly am not going to go out and buy $300 bottles of whiskey just to try them on a whim, so it was a lot of yeah. fun to be able to go try and taste them, yeah. yeah. Eight or nine different whiskeys that would be way out of my price range to, yeah. to try any other way, so. Yeah, I liked how cheap it was. Mm -hmm. Like, you could get tastings of things for a dollar. Well, it's also like, we have the press ticket, but it's actually a little bit pricey. It's true, I guess, for each uh, drink, I'm talking about how mm -hmm. cheap it is, how cheap the actual tasting is. Right. Um... Yeah, so it was kind of nice that you could go, you could get a lot for, for your money mm -hmm. after the ticket price. Um, could you describe just like kind of how the event was like organized too? Well, it seems uh, it was just in the giant forum hall, so just mm -hmm. a giant open room with a bunch of uh, vendors, vendors and, and it's all set up at tables, and uh, they had their products sitting, sitting in front of them, and you had a bunch of little tokens, mm -hmm. and uh, everything, all the little tasters were priced for different amount of tokens, which were supposed to reflect the price of the actual mm -hmm. bottle itself. Mm -hmm. Some of the pricing seemed a little, a little, a little odd, yeah. uh, just in the fact that you were using the same glass for tasting beers and the same glass for tasting whiskeys and mm -hmm. that sort of thing, so... But they would fill the beer They would fill the beer glass more. all the way, but it was still a little two-ounce mm -hmm. yeah. taster, and so it was weird to see things like uh, Guinness Stout priced for three tokens when you could get a... 12-year-old single malt whiskey for two tokens or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, so it was fun to try all the beers, but I, in terms of value, some of those weren't uh, quite as good, probably. Mm -hmm. But Yeah, definitely. Uh, what was the best thing you guys had while you were there? I don't know um, Oh, the, my favorite was definitely the... My two favorites were the rum... <laughs> Uh, Which rum one? Diplomatico, I believe it was called. Um, they had a few different types there, and I tried... Um, I think you had the eight-year. Yeah, there was a, an eight-year and a 12-year. It was a, and a rum that was like designed for sipping. Yeah, yeah, it was a sipping rum. It was delicious. Um, I had the eight-year, which was good, but I tasted a little bit of someone else's 12-year, mm -hmm. uh, and that one was amazing. Better. Yeah. Year. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you could actually just sip on it straight. Um, the favorite thing I had was definitely the Tilvardine um, 1988. I liked that a lot too. That was very smooth. It was definitely one of the smoothest whiskeys I've ever had. Uh, my favorite thing probably would have been uh, the Dogfish Head Burton Baton uh, beer. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, I found it, would, it was incredibly delicious. I know you guys didn't like it. I didn't like it as much, but as I'm much, not a huge fan of IPAs. But it was but a blend of different IPAs. It was, it was, well, it was a blend of two different beers. It was like a double IPA mm -hmm. 
and uh, and another smaller beer, and they're blended together and then oak aged. Mm. And I never thought that I had never really thought of an aged IPA because I would think the the hop character would drop off a whole bunch, mm-hmm. but it still it had a lot of like really awesome vanilla flavors from the nice. oak and uh, not too sweet. Not too sweet. Uh, Maybe it would have been harder to drink more of it because mm-hmm. I know it was like ten percent or something, and it was a little bit sweet. Yeah. But it had great hop character and just I was so creamy. A lot of the beers there. Did you guys notice that a lot of the beers there seemed to be in the like nine, ten percent range? Like it, those are the ones that yeah. it was a lot of came to show off. It was a lot of very much uh, at least a lot, a lot of, of the ones that we tried specialty style mm-hmm. things. So it was yeah. a lot of their oak aged things. Right. And their, there, bigger. of course, was beer that wasn't, like, a there sunny was. and That's kind of true. There were a lot of the old standbys there, which yeah. I didn't try any of, but they were there. Yeah. Well, we did try a Central City uh, beer. Which... But that, that was one you can't get yeah. at the liquor store. No. I think you might be able to get it at the Central City location. It was yeah, the barley you can, wine. on tap. But at a, at a thing like this, it was kind of like, I know what Sapporo or Asahi tastes like. Yeah. yeah. I am not going to... Exactly. Waste my time at this uh, and try things that I already know. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. I did enjoy that Thor's Hammer mm-hmm. barley wine from Central City. Mm-hmm. That one was great. That was fun. Yeah, that was the last thing I drank. It was a good ending mm-hmm. to the day. And yeah, I didn't fi- find that. Um, I didn't find that it was so like you were tasting so much that you were getting like plastered, and it didn't seem like other guests were getting no. that way either. Nobody, nobody that we were with. There were certainly I saw people that were, and then heard, really? heard anecdotal evidence to seeing people's Facebook posts the next day. Right. Uh, that uh, they had managed to, but uh, I mean, I'm sure you could, but you, I feel like you just have to put a little bit more effort into it to get like really drunk. At yeah, that I well, feel like what you're you're drinking, you know, very small amounts at a time, and the time spent in between each one mm-hmm. is maybe enough that you're kind of. Not well, and drinking it all drunk, warm and straight with <laughs> slow drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot, a lot slower. Exactly. I, I would have liked it if there had been a little bit more in the food vendor department there, mm-hmm. like like vendors who were selling something more like a full sandwich or like a full meal. Yeah, it was to... a little bit lacking. Yeah, I don't know because I, I had a couple sliders while I was there and some beef jerky, but it didn't really feel like. It was possible to get, like, a full meal there. Yeah. And especially with it starting at 6 o'clock, it mm-hmm. was kind of hard. If people were coming straight from work and they didn't stop and get food mm-hmm. someplace else, yeah, uh, it's, uh, that could have been mess- messy mm-hmm. for some people. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But it did seem like they were running it really, really smoothly. I didn't yeah. see... Getting in, the line moved really fast. Or, but, like, yeah, any security concerns or anything for that many people... And there were a lot of people mm-hmm. in yeah. all of the aisles. That was part of the reason I would have liked more seating, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, or standing just and maybe drinking because more space in between each vendor. The aisles weren't huge, and yeah. I know that was this their first time they moved to they a moved bigger to the venue. Yeah. yeah, so it was a bigger venue, but they probably yeah, got everybody more used vendors. to standing and, and drinking in yeah. the aisle space because that was mm-hmm. the only space that you had. So and it, it, did, hard get, it to, did get kind of blocked off and hard to navigate in certain a few, areas, especially when you were walking past a popular tent. Yeah, or, it's actually kind of funny when we went to the seating. There was like no one there. Everyone or the lineups up. to get different things because people would yeah. get their little sipping thing and then they'd stand in front of the table yeah. and drink well, it. And you kind of want to talk with. And there was no real way, it. good designated place to go. Here's where you here, get it and then go taste it over here. Mm-hmm. It was kind of just yeah. milling around a whole bunch, so there was no. Yeah. Uh, and then I just got a little tired. But I, four hours. I thought I'm. 
I arrived an hour late, mm-hmm. and it was from 6 till 10 or whatever, but right. really, I think I was only there for about two hours, and then mm-hmm. I was fully satisfied. Yeah. I got to try yeah. everything, and... Uh, and yeah, we were only to. there a little... I think we were there like half an hour longer than you. Yeah. And I felt very satisfied. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't anything that I wasn't able to try that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Something I still... I don't know if I would have been better served, though, because I don't have really a, a scotch palette yet, mm-hmm. so uh, there was no... I didn't know what I wanted to try, so I was very overwhelmed by all the different things. Oh, I didn't know what half those scotches were, but I I enjoyed the ones I tried. Yeah, it was nice seeing what, you know... Uh, Although I I, I found that, like, I was... I liked it because it was an opportunity to try things that I would never, ever spend spend the money on. Like, I tried... The like like peanut butter and jam vodka. Oh yeah, that that's true. There was had. some very interesting and, spirits that were. Or like yeah. a pumpkin spiced whiskey that you're not going to buy an entire bottle of that. Yeah, yeah but you but you want to know what it tastes like. But yeah, you don't things you would never use it. in that quantity. Like yeah. exactly. Like if it comes in a tiny little shot, then yes, you'll get it. But but not, I think not a bottle's worth. It would have been. I might have been better served even by going to like one of the smaller tastings where it's put mm-hmm. on by one of the companies. The, the events that they had that were. You'll try these four different whiskeys, and then somebody who knows a bunch about them will we'll talk help about them, talk yeah. about them, and tell you about them, and tell you mm-hmm. how, what you're tasting and why you're tasting Those that. Those did look like a lot of fun. That would have and actually been a little bit nicer if you did have more time to talk to and the they, vendor and a lot get of them to know. Like restaurant events too, so like it would be like a chef would mm-hmm. make a meal, and it would be paired with like four types of whiskey. Or something. Well, I know at, at Legacy they were doing a lot of tastings where mm-hmm. it would be like a flight of whiskeys or something like that, and they would tell you about them because. I didn't know what to be looking for really mm. either. I could, I could tell when it was smoky or peaty and, right. and things like that, but I couldn't yeah. really. I didn't know yeah. how to describe what I was tasting. So you couldn't even ask one of the vendors. Exactly. So all I had to go on was something that you'd like. All I had to go on was the tiny little descriptions yeah. in the booklet, and so I, it might have been better to to mm-hmm. try something like that just because. Mm-hmm. I didn't have enough knowledge going in. Well, you you you, you had fun. plenty of knowledge about the beer. You just oh yeah. yeah. But, but I would. There was more whiskey than there was mm-hmm. beer. That's true. Well, I don't know. I thought that there was a, a roughly equal amount. Yeah, was there it's okay. pretty equal. I I, I felt like there there were maybe less beer vendors, maybe. but they all had more. That's true. Okay, people offer. were bringing bringing more. Well, because there, yeah. there was a large section of it that was just a whole bunch of small beer vendors that were all sharing tables with each other. That's and true. They have, and then there was like Stanley Prep breweries that had like a giant patio set up inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was just kind of ridiculous. That was more that advertising was the, for them than it was. Oh, best, of course. Best place to sit. It was, yeah. It was just huge. Um, would you, who, what type of person would you recommend uh, Hopscotch to? Um, someone who really, really enjoys alcohol and has uh, <laughs> uh, has an actual interest in in trying different types and mm-hmm. learning more about it. Um, you know, a seasoned drinker. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who wants to explore a bunch of different things. Not yeah. somebody, not somebody who wants to go get drunk. No, there's yeah. better ways to do that. But it's... somebody who wants to go try a a bunch of different things yeah. and try things that you wouldn't get to try otherwise. Because yeah. it does bother me. I did go look some of those beers up, mm-hmm. and it's. You, you can't get them in Canada. For I found only one place in Washington that sells that uh, dogfish head beer. Right. And other than that, I don't. You might have to go to like California or something. So. Yeah. So, it was fun getting to try things that otherwise I would never have gotten to try. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, well, um, is there anything else you want to say about it before we wrap this up? No, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd go next year. I'd recommend it to people. Okay, well, yeah. thank you. Listen up, fellow students, readers, and patrons of the UBC Bookstore. This upcoming November 27th, our beloved bookstore is hosting their very own Res Night for all UBC students. They'll be treating you to a night of free snacks to keep that brain fed, gaming, music courtesy of DJ Oker, and need I mention, crazy discounts on books and supplies. <laughs> Watch me be there stacking up on pencil cases. We're kicking the night off at 5 p.m., and for more info, check out the website at bookstore.ubc.ca. Do you need someone to talk to? 
If you are seeking a listener who is non-judgmental, confidential, and familiar with resources, then a Speakeasy volunteer might be able to help you. AMS Speakeasy is a peer support service located in the North Concourse of the Sub. If you would like to speak to someone, come to the desk and tell a volunteer, or ring the doorbell located behind the desk. And we're back. Um, that uh, song that you just heard was uh, by Secret Mommy, and it's called Grand About the Mouth. And what else is Grand About the Mouth but the pupusas that Seth just brought in? And we are going to discuss in uh, much more detail than we're going to discuss that song. We're hardly going to talk about it at all. Mm-hmm. What song was it? I already told them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're done with talking about it. It was Grand About the Mouth by Secret Mommy. You're right. We're, we're done. We're done talking about Pay it. Pay attention, Brenda. Pay attention. So we're going to introduce our guest, Seth. Hello. Is this microphone close enough to me? Uh, yeah. That, levels on that. that should be good. And okay. uh, wh- what are you going to talk to us about today, Seth? Well, do you guys know what day it was on Sunday? No. Um, no. It was the El Salvadoran National Day of Papooses. And uh, papooses are a pretty big deal to me and a lot of people because they're one of the most delicious foods ever. Are you, are you El Salvadorian? Uh, do I look it? No. But <laughs> our ra- people in Radioland cannot see you. Good point. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm just obsessed with uh, good food and... Um, uh, pupusas are absolutely delicious. Um, so do you, I just brought some in, which we just ate. Do you guys want to sort of describe what, what they are? I would describe them as a cross between a pancake and a taco. Um, like if you took a taco uh, and its fillings, put two, put two shells on it and then fried them so that they stuck together. Much like you would fry a pancake. People are rolling their eyes at me. It's but true. That's that's how I describe them. Yeah, and that's a pretty good description. They're usually uh, called uh, um, stuffed tortillas, is the way people usually describe them. And there's a variety of different fillings um, you can get. Usually, what they have is beans, uh, cheese called casillo, which is melts at a really low temperature, so it really is always nice and gooey, and then crisps up when it when it sort of bursts out and gets fried. And so refried beans and then pork called chicharron, which um, is actually, it's marinated for a day. And then you render the fat and deep fry it in its own fat. And so mm-hmm. uh, delicious, not exactly healthy. The good news is they are they are gluten-free and uh, you can get them vegan just with beans, which and they're still absolutely delicious. So they're gluten-free just because the corn that's used for them naturally doesn't have any gluten? That's correct. It's They're made with corn flour. And so they have that... The way they taste, they have that delicious, fresh corn flavor if, um, that a lot of uh, Mexican and El Salvadoran food has. And they also, uh, they've got the salty, delicious deep-fried pork and the gooey cheese that also crisps up when it gets fried. And then the, the delicious beans as well. So they're... <clears throat> and they a, are quite doughy, like a pancake. Yeah, they are. They're soft. They're softer than a taco. Um they're, yeah, they're definitely soft shell, very soft. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did you first discover the pupusa, Seth? Uh, there was a restaurant in Winnipeg on Sargent called La Fiesta that made them, and uh, uh, so I 
became obsessed with them there. And then when I worked on Galliano Island, I met a woman from El Salvador who actually taught me how to make them from scratch. It was like a three-day intensive process. She had me lug over like 20 pounds of pork picnic shoulder. And the first day we cut off the fat and cut the meat off the bones, cut up the meat and, and uh, marinated it for a day. And then you render the fat the next day and fried it, fried the pork in the fat. And then you got to grind it up. And um, then you make a soft dough and you sort of, it's hard to, hard to explain how you sort of get the, the filling in there, but the cheese and the beans, you sort of roll it around inside and flatten it out and then and then fry it. So we made these. It, it's a three-day yeah. process, you say? Well, it took us three days. It was like sort of an intensive, you know, because you do have to marinate it for 20 uh, So I'll, I'll, it, it took three days, but a lot of that was just waiting for it. That's th- right, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, the marinating, then the it, the rendering of the fat, and then the frying takes quite a quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a really slow frying process then. Yeah, yeah. How long do they fry for? Uh, the pupusas themselves don't fry for very long; they're just a few minutes. But it's the pork that you have to. fry. Oh, that makes sense. It's called chicharron. So, so it'll end up being it'll end up being really tender and flavorful. Uh, it's pretty crispy because it, it gets fry. It's basically being deep fried for a couple hours. Maybe oh, hour, okay, so. cool. Yeah. And it's always served with uh, not with salsa, it, not really a salsa, but sort of like a watery tomato sauce. That is a little bit different than um, Mexican salsa that we're used to. It's not really spicy. It's just sort mm-hmm. of tomato sauce. And something called cortido, which is sort of like um, uh, coleslaw. It's like shredded cabbage and carrots with uh, I would say it was almost exactly like coleslaw. Well, it doesn't really have a mayonnaise in it. And it might kind of be... It's a little bit fermented. I guess I, I'm thinking of like a vinegar-based coleslaw. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of like a garnish that you eat with it. And those... Those are the two things that are almost always eaten with pupusas. And there are different fillings. Like um, there's something called laroco, which is um, it's a flour that you can put in. They also use squash blossoms sometimes, um, mm-hmm. which I haven't ever tasted those. But you could also – I've heard of like cream cheese and poblano peppers, which would be absolutely delicious as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically it's just – you can put anything – you can anything that you can stuff in there, you can – so you, you could make any sort of pupusa, but th- those could. are the traditional ingredients yeah, that you're, that you're describing. Right, yeah. And they're absolutely... Uh, th- there's a reason why they have a national day of pupusas, because they're so delicious. So they they're, they actually have a national day? Is it like a, everyone gets the day off and goes home and eats pupusas, like for Thanksgiving? Uh, you know what? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I haven't gone into that much... You, have, you haven't made research. a pilgrimage yet. I will. You're, you're, definitely you're, will. <laughs> but but not not as yet. Not not as yet. No, yeah. I will though. So if people want to make their own, do you have any tips for them? Um, it's pretty hard to make your own. Uh, I guess you could watch. I I tried making my own by watching YouTube videos, and it was kind of hard. It didn't really work. I really had to get someone to show me. So I can't. So, so what you need, what people would need to do, really, is find like an El Salvadoran chef to I, an El Salvadoran grandmother. Oh, okay. Who showed me, and she was absolutely wonderful because she loves people who love food. So she she didn't speak a whole lot of English, but she loved us because she was so excited that we wanted to learn how to make her traditional dish, which was awesome. So if if it's hard to make them without finding an El Salvadoran grandma to teach you, where would you recommend getting them? Well, uh, there's a brand new pupusa truck uh, that is 
now in Vancouver uh, at Seymour and Robson, which I haven't been, but I'm I'm just ecstatic to know that it's there, and will I will definitely be going. Um, the ones that I brought in today for you guys, uh, I got at a place called Rinconcito. I think that's how you pronounce it, Rinconcito Salvadorian Restaurant on Commercial Drive. It's Fourth and Commercial, and the other place I've had them is a place at uh, El Caracol on Victoria Drive between 35th and 36th, and they're pretty good there as well. Um, I think there's a lot more places in Vancouver. If you just Google Papusas Vancouver, um, there's actually a lot of places where you can get them. Um, But those are the three that I'm most familiar with. Yes, although the places that you mentioned are definitely the ones that are coming up first so though there do appear to be other places what he's described are probably the most popular ones well and those are the closest ones to me mm. where i am so that's why i've been to those places they're all they're, they're fairly spread out though one's downtown you've got one on the the north end of the drive and one on the south end so i mean there's there there's something for that's convenient or more convenient yeah, and there's then. probably some hidden spots that we don't know about yet. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, you can get them on Galliano Island at the Summer Market. Uh, my friend who showed me how to make them, Karina Oriano Munoz, um, sells them there if you go to Galliano in the summer. And they're absolutely delicious as well. Nice. It's time to go back to Galliano Island. Yeah. Is that where we'd see Rafi? No, that's Salt Spring. Uh, that's Salt Spring, yeah. Okay, don't take your kids to see Rafi and hope to get pupusas. <laughs> yeah, there's no pupusas on Salt Spring. Totally different experience. Okay. Um, do we have any other questions or anything else that you'd like to say about pupusas? Uh, I think that about uh, says it all, I guess. Do you know if uh, other countries close to El Salvador have picked up the pupusa uh, buzz? I think, uh, well, according to Wikipedia, they... they have them in in Guatemala as well and there are a lot of uh, dishes that are related like uh, there's something called uh, arepa which I think is very similar and there's um, uh, gorditas are similar not quite the same thing but um, similar fillings probably a lot of beans and and uh, chicharron is a pretty it's a staple of Mexican and El El Salvadoran cooking so you'll find that in a lot of areas they sound um, just uh, if if someone hadn't tried them but was listening, they they probably sound similar in uh, nature to tacos. Would you say they are better than tacos, or just a matter of preference? Um, I I can't say if they're better. I I love tacos and I love pupusas. Okay, so maybe if you if you love one, you'll love the other. Uh, absolutely, I think yeah. so. Yeah, it's definitely more of a doughy cheesy melty experience it is a yeah little it's bit more. slop it's sloppier which is maybe a little bit more satisfying than taco i guess tacos, well, can, tacos, tacos can be pretty messy all the innards how you build them. fall out like the thing with these is the innards are baked in the middle like a thick pancake with the innards in the middle so yeah you don't really get gooey cheese with uh with tacos i guess Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that 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 is a nice feature of them the, the gooey cheese is nicer than the than the the cold cheese that you get on mm-hmm. and i guess you got we have to specify what type of tacos we're talking about like we're talking about the real ones with like fresh corn tortillas not the sort of old el paso hard well, taco I, shells I, I was considering like 
when I think tacos, I, I tend to think um, uh, that place that we've been to a million place on times. Hastings? Taqueria? The Taqueria. Why did I forget is that? Is that Hastings or Pender? The the one on Camby is the one I Cam- get to more yeah, often. Yeah, same. They're owned same by the same yep. dudes. Yeah. And um, the flamboyant Mexicans. The rice drink is so good too. Oh, there. horchata. Yeah, that's uh, oh so good. That's something that you find a lot with uh, pupusas. That's oh really? They have they have horchata well. too. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I love Another horchata. drink, uh, tamarindo as well. Is very made out of tamarind fruit. Is very common as well. Oh, cool. Mm, all these things. Yep. Well, um, should we uh, move along in the sh- in the show? Yeah, or? let's move along. Okay. Um, Thanks for having me, guys. I'm sorry I don't have any El Salvadoran music to recommend. No yeah, problem. That, that, that would be great, but I, we'll, we'll be okay. the The pupusa knowledge is is probably more valuable. True. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So yeah, everybody go out and try pupusas for the National Day of Pupusas, and uh, um, yeah, yeah, do that. Because <laughs> they're they're delicious. Yeah, if you if you forgot to celebrate, um, but you meant to, it's this not is your too reminder. late. Um, and if you had no idea what a pupusa was, you should maybe go try it and then celebrate it next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, um, I'm going to. Uh, we're going to play an ad. Become a friend of CITR and get great discounts downtown at Two Twelve Productions, Beach Street Records, Blim. Dream Apparel, The Fall Tattooing, The Kiss Store, Heart and Soul Clothing Inc., Hits Boutique, Pacific Cinematheque, Scratch Records, Final Records, Woo Vintage Clothing, and Zoo Shop. It pays to be a friend of CITR. To learn more, come visit us in room 233 of the sub on UBC campus or check us out online at citr.ca. Sitting down to it, been talking about getting to it, now you finally got the form. But when it comes right to it, you don't know what you're doing. Are you even getting warm? You wrote off your losses, still you can't focus on it. What's it all for? Your numbers are jumbled. Wondering what's for supper. Could you be bored? Add by one, divide by the sum. Move it around and take it to town. Now you're doing your taxes, you're back in the game. Your shit's going mental, but your expression's the same. Add by sum, subtract all the fun. Turn it around and water it down. Now you're back in the game. Your real name, you're doing your taxes and you're staking your claim. Doing your taxes, doing your taxes. If you don't do them, you gotta do them. If you don't do them, you gotta do them. I'm filling out forms, I'm drying my hair, I'm checking my watch, I'm drinking my. I'm crunching the numbers I'm cleaning my ears I'm packing my lunch 
Dunkin' Donuts each and every radio show is brewed fresh and served fresh at the peak of its flavor. If you're a tough customer, only the taste of this radio show will do. So go ahead, let Dunkin' Donuts make your radio experience exquisite. Indeed. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts, serving sweet treats from the pop underground. Thursdays, noon to one. That was uh, that that was an old song, old, not that old, I guess. Only like five, six, oh, seven years old. So that's that's old. Um, that was off of uh, "Boo Hoo" um, by They Shoot Horses, don't they? Actually, the album is called the "Boo Hoo Hoo Boo" album, and that song is called "Empty Head." Uh, before that was The Doers off of the Plastic Bass EP, and that song was called Doing Your Taxes, and it's called that. And Jordy listens to taxes. it every time he does his taxes. I do listen to it every time I do my taxes. Every April, I pull that song out, and I listen to it while I do my taxes, um, and sometimes a few times in between in the, during the year, like right there. Right there. Maybe you guys can listen to it when you do your taxes. So for all those people who may live a little further out the valley in Abbotsford, or even just across the river, and it's not such a bad drive. Or if they're just really big Doers fans. Doers fans, yeah. And they don't play very often. They did have a reunion show a couple of weeks ago that was sold out mm-hmm. at Little Mountain Studios with Apollo Ghosts. But they are playing again in Abbotsford this Friday uh, at 6.30 at the University of the Fraser Valley with Rags to Radio and GSTS, organized by CIVL Radio, our counterparts in Abbotsford. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we highly recommend that you go see the Doers because you may never get the chance again. Unless they just start playing a whole bunch of shows again, like maybe they're totally reunited, and they'll just—I don't know. I think I think this might be a two-off. A two-off. But they might do it in a couple of years again. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Doers, classic Vancouver band. Go go see the Doers. That was our shameless plug. Well, it's not that. Well, it's it's kind of our job. We promote it is. local music. And we tell you what's good. Yeah. Listen up. <laughs> okay. What it are we going to sh- play It would next? be a shameless plug if we were like being Paid like, to do come it, but to we're Brenda's totally garage sale. I don't think you'd find anything good at my garage sale. I've got some size nine shoes. <laughs> if anybody wants a pair. <laughs> if you are looking for some size nine shoes, style unknown, Brenda has them for sale. <laughs> come to my house i will put them in the back alley uh i don't know what would you like to listen to next would you like to hear some spell perhaps i think we should what spell song would you like to hear home home yeah okay so this is off of the spell ep lull and this song is called home um if you don't recognize the voice right away you uh you probably should because it's a prophecy son Although the end, uh, Christian Bruise is the other part of the band.
Hi, I'm Janice McKenzie, and I started doing a show in 1985 called Rude Awakening, and I want to wish CITR a very happy 75th birthday, FM 101.9.
And we're back. Um, that was Bestie. Call, that song is called Foolish Hearts, although they spell hearts like you're sending a text message to a teenage girl. What does that mean? It's it's like a tape, a greater than sign, or no, a le- it's a less than sign, and then a three. Oh, and then the letter S. Really? Well, it's better than an emoticon. Hate emoticons. It's pretty close to an emoticon. It is. It is. You know, um, Bestie is a local band. Um, that uh, are they playing a show re- in the near future? I remember you discussing that. I think. <laughs> Well, funny you should mention, there is a show coming up on Friday, November 23rd. That is tomorrow. It's at Pat's Pub, and it's Blank Cinema Spell, who we heard, Mm -hmm. with Prophecy Sun and Ghost House. Oh, were you mean... I was talking about Bestie. Bestie. I just got... I just got... No, there's no Bestie show coming up. But there is a, a Spell Ghost House show. Yes, there is a spell ghost well, house. Well, that's so. good enough. Yeah, there we go. Let's let's play a ghost house song. Yeah, so that was actually going to be our pairing show. Oh, yes, it was. Um, what's good to eat? Although, actually, you don't need to go anywhere to get a good meal because Pat's Pub has a really great bar burger. I did have the bar burger the other day, and it was it was pretty good. Yeah, as bar burgers go, one of the best bar burgers in town. I like the wood, too, the, the setup of the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it. Yeah, and... Okay. They have uh, fairly cheap beverages. Mm-hmm. Do they have anything on tap? There is a brewery there, isn't there? They do have a number of things on tap. I don't think they have a brewery, or if they I do, I saw a large canister with a sign that said beer. Well, that would like probably large... just be the bar. <laughs> no, a large <laughs> brewing canister. Oh, maybe. I I don't know. I've. Anyways, go find out and come <laughs> and tell us. Um. They, they. Yeah. They. They have a black label. I know that. Okay. What they have on special fine <laughs> brew, fine brew, but, um, but let's just let's go into this uh, ghost house. This is off of their new album, The Present Tense. They'll probably play this song if you go see them. This song is called Old You.
Christmas parties. You got them coming up? Yeah, I'm having a Christmas party. That's excellent. We should maybe talk about it next week, but I'm going to make some homemade eggnog. Oh, cool. I've got a really good eggnog recipe that I got from my friend's dad. But um, I used to have some friends because I was a music student at the University of Manitoba. And my friends were reading, uh, doing a, a paper on Brahms. And apparently there was a Brahms family eggnog recipe in one of the history books. So, the, the, Like the composer Brahms? Yeah, the composer Brahms. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, Are you going to try it? I... N- I don't know where that recipe is, but I have a different recipe. Mm, okay. But there's a lot of raw eggs in it, so uh, please drink at your own risk. Gotta watch out for salmonella. Yeah, so maybe we should talk about Christmas baking. We can talk about Christmas baking next, next time. time. We can talk about, I'm going to be making a turkey mm. um, sometime, not at the next show, but the show by the, in between those, Yes. the next two shows. Uh, I'll have baked turkey for a Christmas potluck. If other people have ideas on Christmas or holiday-oriented food, um, please, please post it on our Facebook page. Yes. Um, Did you want to talk about shindig? Yes, I do. I heard there was a mighty fine shindig. (laughs) So shindig (laughs) is our our annual Battle of the Bands. It is year 29. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. We're all turning 29 and 30 and 30 this year. Discorder and... Shindig is the same age as me. FM Dial and Jordy. Yeah. Jordy Yao and then Shindig. And uh, actually at our 75th birthday party last Saturday. Speaking of Shindig, Ben Lai just showed up. Come on in, Ben. We um, actually did uh, Jokes for Beer. The One of the original Jokes for Beer hosts, Garnet Harry, did Jokes for Beer at the 75th birthday party. But um, digression, digression. Shindig is 29, and we just had the semi second semifinal. Hello, Ben. Hello. Last week, and the final was the, the winner of the second semifinal was Greenback High. And who won the first semi? The first semi was Teapot Hill. Teapot Hill? Yes, and um, so we're going to play Greenback High, and then we're also going to play... But first, first we're going to play a, a band that we are sad to see out of Shindig. No, not everyone can win, but uh, <laughs> we, we did really like Classic Rick. We did like Classic Rick, which was primarily a joke band full of indie hipster rockers. Uh, they put I thought on... that show was pretty epic. It's probably the best show I've seen in a long time, yeah. uh, in terms of performance-wise. Yeah. Just, yeah. Tell did us it, why, it, Ben. Tell the I, listeners. I don't know my shows, so sorry. Stay tuned at 9 o'clock. <laughs> Come on. Oh, a teaser. Okay, well. Uh, Dandy Wind was close. Dandy Wind was amazing. Yeah. Like, in terms of just performance-wise, it was it was a very interesting performance. Okay, well, let's put on uh, Classic Rick so you can get a little feel for what you're going to be missing. Ben Lai will not talk about it on the air until <laughs> later. But we um, will but talk about it. But he's going to tell us about you it. Guys talk about um, it. While, we, uh, while we put the song on. Have you ever made love in the sunset? It's a mighty fine time to make love. Have you ever made love in the sunrise? Well, it's a mighty fine time to make love. Have you ever made love in high noon when the throbbing sun's at its highest point in the sky? Cause it's a mighty fine time to make love. 
Have you ever made love? 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 Love in the kitchen, love in the bedroom, love at sunrise, love at sunset, love on a spaceship, love on next to this, you fly this for we have baby love, make it love, make it love.
song called Broken Hearted Beats. AMS Events proudly presents Tam Chasen with Poor Young Things, November 29th at the Pit Pub. With his newest album, The Other Side, the pride of PEI is quite literally going back to his roots. The album takes on a tinge of maritime roots and folk, incorporating an array of acoustic instruments and a warm, transparent production style. Since 2009's Broken Hearted Beat, Audiences were introduced to a golden-voiced young performer-slash-songwriter with a mosaic-like approach to writing music named Tim Chasen, and he's an act you don't want to miss. Thursday, November 29th at the Pit Pub. Sponsored by CITR 101.9 FM. And we're back. Sitting here with me, Brenda, Ben Lai. We're going to play a song by Brastronaut. We should tell them what the song we just played was. Oh, yeah, you're right. First things first. That was Apollo Ghosts. 
That was Apollo Ghosts. It was off of their new album, Landmark, which if you don't already own, or you should probably have already bought it. I have the record. Yes. Final. That's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. If you have a record player. Um, before that was Greenback High. Um, the song Shindig, was called... Semi-finalists. Finalists now. They, yeah, they're uh, making it to the finals. Um, that song was called Bombs Away. And then before that was Classic Rick. Uh, mighty fine time to make love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. And if you want to hear more about that show, you should wait till Ben's show. <laughs> ben is going to be telling all the details about it, all the gory details, everything you could ever want to know about Classic Rick. He, ben will tell you it. Or Classical Richard. Maybe maybe a little bit about that, too. Um, but let's play a song by Brastronaut. Yeah, just so you know, uh, Tarek from Brastronaut, who was a host for many years on CBC Radio 3 and is doing his master's in creative writing, is doing a workshop here at CITR tonight on hosting live bands and musicians in studios. So if you feel like developing your skills, you can become tonight? a CITR member and come to many more such workshops. Uh, it started at 7. So you'd have to have already missed the beginning of it it's but true. you could run in you could run in hop on that bus and, and say brenda sent you brenda's sending you right now exactly and Tarek will not argue i want to be on the radio is what you will say and we'll say we will help you do it yes um but if you just want to listen to a song by his band <laughs> stay in your seat Keep or or stay in a listening position near this radio slash computer i mean my listening position yeah. I don't know what that is. He did some good poses, though. Put your ears he, he might not down. know what it is, but he, in his heart, he, can, he knows. Uh, this song is called The Grove. Oh, 
All right. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Kearney. I had eight brilliant years here at CITR from 1978 to 1986, and I'm so happy to, uh, to be invited back for the 75th anniversary. CITR, go. <laughs> I forgot that part. I could do that again. <laughs>